This is a Variety Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hello, motherfucker, and welcome to another edition of the seventh inning. Stretch. Ah, that's yours. your stone cold is getting a little, uh, little uh, mediocre lately. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, Josh, uh, I, my name is Logan Stone, and with me, as always, like my hemorrhoid cream, is Josh Edwards. Um, also, we have special guest uh, Tom Quincy from Corner Booth uh, Podcast. And uh, Ryan, he came back. He likes us, apparently, uh, from BSing Sports. Uh, Tom, Ryan, how are you guys doing? Doing great, man. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know what? We're uh, we're we started off a little wet late. We're that's we're, all right. We're we're everywhere. We're everywhere today. Um, hey. Yeah, it, it's the biggest day in uh, baseball. So uh, of course we had to go everywhere. But anyways. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Uh, I think we all need to just start off with the biggest one, uh, news. Juan Soto got traded to the Padres um, for a whole bunch of prospects. Not Eric Cosmer. By golly, he was not going to the Nationals. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, st- he said he still had his pride left. Um, but anyways, uh, and and they sent Luke Voigt back to the Nationals. So, um, Tom, I haven't heard your – thoughts on this yet what do you think of the trade for Juan Soto to the Padres oh and Josh Bell well I mean I think that a lot of people up here were hoping that I mean they never thought Soto was going to come here there was a thought that maybe Josh Bell might um by some but that that obviously didn't play out um the fact that the Padres got both of them yeah interesting you know six six prospects or whatever the hell it was whatever that's and they added hater and they added this and it's just like all right so you see teams that went for it um the Hosma thing is interesting to me because turning down a trade to the nationals is one thing um Except in a trade to the Red Sox right now when I'm not sure if anyone knows what the hell they're trying to do. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But, I mean, I will take it in the fact that they haven't had a guy that could actually – that was actually physically major league baseball first baseman in over two years. So – I will take it for what it's worth and the fact that it's an upgrade in that regard. Uh, I was surprised after they got rid of Vasquez, I was surprised. So I think the Soto thing to them is obviously um, you have to assume they're going to compete with the Dodgers, if not be the favorites right now. Um, it's interesting to see what other teams did where the team that I follow did not do anything close to something like that. Well, Hosmer didn't have as much as a say on the trade to the Red Sox. The Nationals were one of his 11 block yeah. teams, but he was yeah. uh, he only had 11 teams that were blocked and there's no movement clause. Well, yeah, and he's also a free agent in 2026, and I believe the Padres are paying 
uh, I think the Red Sox have to pay the rest of this year. But yeah, I, Padres, I, I, I think are footing the bill for the rest of his contract. I think. I yeah, think what I, what I heard is that initially it was going to be they were going to eat the rest, right? I think there's like opt outs or something after 2023 or something. I'm not even sure. I was working, so I was getting texts and people calling me, and I'm listening to the radio. I'm like, dude, I'm working. I got to wait till I can sit down and listen to all this stuff. And um, then I heard that, no, they were waiting on a prospect to come back with Bosma. And then I was questioning, like, well, who the hell are they getting back? They just traded away six of them to the Nationals. Yeah. You know, and and then I heard that they, they traded uh, Groom – Cause, and then people are up in arms about trading Groom. I'm like, please. Talking about Jay Groom? Yeah. Like, I faced him in high school, actually. Did you really? Yeah. All right. It's just like, well, he was the 11th prospect in the organization. And this is where, and I won't go off on a tangent because I swear <laughs> I won't. We're going to try to get you to. And, I mean, I may get there. I won't start <laughs> off this way. But the 11th prospect in the Red Sox organization, okay, who was drafted, I don't know, like seven, eight, six or seven years ago probably. He pitched for Portland like uh, last weekend. And I hadn't heard about him. I think he was hurt for a little while. And I I mean, I'm not going to – I'm going to plead ignorance on the minor league systems I don't. I don't pay a lot. I pay no mind, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, unless you, you know, when I was young, like Noma was coming up and shit. But, um, you know, so everyone's like, "Oh, you can't trade Marcelo Maya, or you can't trade this kid." And I'm always to the, yeah, you can, man, because you don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. So, Jason Groom who's been around for seven or eight years and still pitching in Portland, just got to Portland, actually, I think. If he's your number 11 prospect in the organization and you can get a quality major league baseball player that is actually a pretty fantastic defensive first baseman, similar to what I wanted them to do when they got Rizzo last year, but I got shit on for that too, but whatever. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) Story for another day. Um, I don't mind the move for Hosma. Yeah. You know, um, I, I found it weird after you trade Vasquez. I thought they were really going to start moving guys that were up at the end of the season. Uh, but I, I will also say I'm glad they didn't because I didn't want to have to sit through the rest of the season with no – Martinez, no Bogarts, no Avaldi. I mean, because they don't have anyone in place to try to take their spot. So I'm selfish in that way, and that you can blame me for it. Um, they're not that far out, and I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. However, three games out with those guys in the lineup, is far better than just plumbing into the bottom of the standings and having to sit through watching absolute trash for the end of the, for the rest of the year. So 
I'll take the Hosma. I don't know about the kid that did the the catcher and all that weird shit and the oh fans. the Reese McGuire and yeah that stuff. Bands. I'm like I don't I don't I don't know Reese McGuire. I guess people are like oh you should know. Remember he did the I'm like well. Now Isn't that I the know. dude that got caught like jacking off in public or something like that in front of the slapped fucking... a woman, a woman, yeah. like in a yeah. bar. He, he, he did some real like off this? the wall shit. He he jer- he got caught jerking off in front of the Dollar Tree. <laughs> Sounds like something Man. Logan would do in in a hundred thousand dollar Mercedes. <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> Logan would do it in the if 19, you're in a hundred thousand dollar. What are you doing at the Dollar Tree? Yeah, right. And secondly, I don't even, I didn't think a lot of people that would, patrons of the Dollar Tree would even give a shit that you were jerking off in front of the store. So I don't really know. I don't really know about that. I didn't know until I heard the trade. Uh, And then I heard that he can't hit. And I'm like, oh, awesome. So he jerks off in public and he can't hit. So. Um, that's great. Maybe he's really good at catching. Yeah, so they have Ploiecki who can't hit. They have this kid (laughs) who can only pummel himself. And then they have, they called up some kid from Pawtucket, I guess, or Worcester or whatever the fuck you call it up here nowadays. So... Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the Wu Sox or whatever, I have no idea. I do know that Franchi got sent down because they got Osma, so that's a fucking win in my book, no matter what. Um, so, but overall, yes. um, are, were you surprised that JD Martinez wasn't traded? I was once Vasquez did get moved, and then when Hosma was brought aboard, I'm like, well, I mean, he helps them in a way. So, are they going to kind of keep whoever's left here? together to see what happens for the rest of the year. And then I was thinking like, well, I would almost rather they keep it together. And I actually called Felger Maz early about this. I'm not, I don't mind them leaving for nothing, to be honest, because I'm not comfortable with the return that Bloom would get. So to me, these prospects that Bloom acquires, and again, I plead ignorance on it, they're like the 25th and up in the organization of the teams that that's being taken from. So the Astros have one of the worst farm systems in baseball, and you got their 29th guy. So am I supposed to be happy about well, yeah, but, you, you know, you traded Vasquez, who's like an everyday solid catcher, hot of the pitching staff type situation, and got a guy that's – that I think they were 21st and 29th was the initial report. And then the Sox came out and said, well, no, actually the guy – one of the guys is uh, 21st or whatever. I'm like, okay. They, they're not going to sniff yeah. the fucking major leagues in, in the Red Sox organization. Unless Bloom's here forever, which I hope to Christ he is not. But, you know, I think they just, they, they, he stockpiles these guys, single A guys. It was two more single A middle infielders 
it's like how many five foot eight sing you know single a middle infielders do you want to get if you a legitimately and when i say like legitimately i mean fucking legitimately i'm never gonna use like enough already Enough with the stockpiling of this low A talent that are never, ever gonna play at Fenway Park ever, unless unless you trade them, which for some reason he seems he doesn't wanna. To get someone that is good, and then they can visit when they're on some low market suck bag club, and come here and play as a fucking pinch runner, or. Uh, you know, pinch hit and like, you know, trash time, bought it on the ninth, garbage. Because I feel that is all he has assembled since he's got hit. So, yeah. other than that, I will not rant. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can get, I can get, get a little Logan to rant in two words. No. Harrison Bader. Oh my gosh. Oh, she's going to love this. Oh my gosh. It <laughs> I, w- I literally, during uh, the live stream earlier, uh, you know, Juan Soto, I got I was getting mad because, like, the Cardinals were doing nothing and they lost out on Juan Soto. And and then, like, right in the last two minutes, uh, they traded Harrison Bader, who is someone I hate, uh, <laughs> to the Yankees. And I was I was happy. I was I was like, you know what? This whole Juan Soto thing is a wash for me. I'm okay with getting rid of uh, – Harrison Bader now. Yeah, we even switched um, from Jack to Bud, so we must be going in the right direction, yeah, man. Right? <laughs> it's all relative. Listen, yeah, you know? it's, it's Daddy's best friend. Um, I forgot I had him right there. Friends. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of, uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, the Phillies got. Uh, I mean, the two most notable was uh, David Robertson and Noah Syndergaard. Um, how are you feeling as a Phillies fan about those acquisitions? I give um, Dave Dombrowski a solid A minus, uh, and I say A minus uh, strictly just because Logan O'Hop for Brandon Marsh straight up is a bit of an overpay. Um, granted, the, the Phillies have some catching depth in the organization. Um, they do have Rafael Marchand, obviously JT Romuto's in the MLB, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, so they probably could have afforded to expend the position. However, you know, in terms of prospect for player, it, it seems like they've no pay. Other than that, Dave Dombrowski did an absolutely fantastic job covering all the needs of the Phillies. Um, we're not, you know, the, the Phillies were not, you know, Carlos Rodon away from winning a World Series. So there's no need to go out and pay the price that it's going to take to get Carlos Rodon because it's not going to happen. Um, so Syndergaard's going to go in there, be the fifth starter. He's going to eat up five or six innings a start if we're good, you know, play some two-run ball. And then Brandon Marsh is going to come in, be a huge upgrade defensively in center field in an outfield that particularly without Bryce Harper for some time has been dying for some top-tier defense. Um, uh, he just went out and filled all the needs that the Phillies needed to play October baseball again, which is where – you know, this city needs to go. This fan base hasn't seen playoff baseball in 11 years, and that's a lot for a big market team, uh, and especially one with a fan base like the Phillies. So it, it, I'd give it an A-minus all, all the way around. Good job, Dombrowski, you know. 
Yeah. I rem- I, uh, I, don't, you, don't you love when a big market GM actually makes moves that actually fucking propel the team? Or it's great. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and I and I and I I know Dombrowski well, so you know. yeah, I'm confused as to uh, you know I was surprised about Syndergaard at first just because he doesn't have a history of dealing for rental players, and that's what Syndergaard is obviously yeah. with about seven million dollars left this year, um, which the Phillies did take on all of uh, that put them they're already over the luxury tax threshold, so they had no problem taking on that money in exchange for not having to give up another like decent prospect. Not that the Phillies have many of those. I saw the the list of the five untouchable prospects and some of the names on there made my eyes roll back into my head. I was like, good God. One, one of them was Ben Brown, who we ended up dealing anyway, and he was like a 33rd round pick in 2017, and he just got out of single A ball. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's untouchable. Why are we serious right now? It's how bad it is sometimes. But you know, I, I went on my rant before. The Phillies just don't develop well. Um, it, it's it's plagued the organization for years. They kind of, you know, found – essentially it was a diamond and a rough team when they developed, you know, the 28 or 2008 World Series team and, you know, the teams afterwards that competed for a World <clears throat> Series. But outside of that little stretch run right there, the Phillies have not developed talent in their own organization well in years. You, maybe outside of pitching, uh, you know, NOLA – came up through the system. Hamels came up through the system. They can develop pitching well. But as far as the infielders go, I mean, Scott Kingery, Michael Franco, uh, it, those, those guys were garbage. Uh, you look at the outfield, it's even worse. I brought up a stat on the earlier stream that the Phillies, since 2010, which is now 12 years ago, have drafted and developed one outfielder that has had over 500 plate appearances in the major leagues, and that is – um, Roman Quinn, who is now in the Tampa Bay organization. So it's it, the Phillies just don't develop well. So I really got no problems like dealing these prospects that they considered untouchable. The only two that I would have considered untouchable were Painter and Abel, and Dombrowski did a good job to not touch those guys. So again, A minus. Only issue I had was the Marsh Row hop swap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, I think, it, I think the, Phillies definitely did well. Um, a minus sounds about right because I mean, they didn't have a whole bunch of moves that they needed to make. Maybe add in an outfielder, um, but a defensive, more defensive outfielder. But. The Phillies moves will come in the form of Gene Segura coming off the DL in two days, yeah. or the IL, yeah. excuse me, in two days, and Bryce Harper coming off the IL at the end of August. Yeah. That that that'll be their big acquisitions. You know, if Harper can pick right up where he left off playing, you know his MVP caliber baseball that he's played, the Phillies will be just fine. The Phillies, funny enough, are over 500 against every team in the NL that is above them at the moment. They're four and three against the Dodgers, four and three against the Padres. The only team that they're sub 500 against is the Mets. Yeah. So I I like our chances to compete. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win a world series. You know, those are very small sample sizes, but being, you know, what, 35 and 16 since Rob Thompson took over. It's a, it's a hell of a stretch. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll go over to Josh because he's the Cardinal fan right now. Um, Cardinals, uh, they get <laughs> right now. They get right now. They get, they miss out on Juan Soto, which is a big deal. Um, but they do go out and they get Jose Quintana and they get Jordan Montgomery in exchange for Harrison Bader. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because I haven't actually asked, uh, seen your thoughts or heard your no, thoughts. No, you haven't. 
No, I haven't. Mo should be fired. I just know you're pissed. Okay. <laughs> Mo should be fired. Gersh should be fired. Very calmly said. And as far as I'm concerned, Marmol probably had something to do with this, so Marmol should be fired. <laughs> um, I want to burn the organization to the ground right now, and not because they missed out on Soto. Um, more or less because they didn't make the right moves and offer the right players to get the right guys you needed to send Yachty and Wayno, well, perhaps Wayno and Albert out on the high note. The Cardinals probably will not let, make the playoffs now this year um, unless they go on some 17-game run like they did last year, which was a fa- fairy tale. And and I could be wrong about this, you know, I mean, I, but I just – my feelings right now, right afterwards, I'm not happy about it, uh, not in the slightest. I'm okay with the Bader trade, to be honest with you. Um, it hurts on a fan level because I loved watching Bader when he was healthy and he was on the field. He, there's, I don't think there's a more fun player to watch in the NL Central than Harrison Bader. The guy loves the game of baseball. He's so much fun to watch. He's He's got a flair for the uh, dramatics of the game. Uh, the guy loved baseball. He was romantic about the game, which Logan and I both love ro- romance about baseball. But he just hates Bader because Bader sucks at the plate and has never been consistent at the plate. But he will admit every day that he's one of the best outfielders in the game. So I'm going to call you out there, sir. But, I mean, Quintana – does over-exaggerate some of his catches. Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. but He does, he he does, does, he does. He'll he'll catch a routine fly ball and then he'll slide 10 feet and act like he just – like it was the hardest catch he's ever made. Anyways, go ahead. He's fun to watch. He's – he was good for youth. He was fun for the youth to watch. Um, let's not talk about how much the women loved him because of his hair. Uh, but that, honestly, Tom and Ryan, like I'm not even kidding you. These some of these people would like don't e- didn't even want Bader to be traded because of his hair. Because he has a sick wig. I get it. I used to have a sick wig when I was younger. It, it yeah, drives me insane. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter that he sucks at baseball. I think that's just as long as his hair is good. I think that's one of the worst things about baseball is across the four major sports, it probably has the most casual fans. So you hear people say like just absolutely ludicrous stuff like that all the time. And it's like, what? My God, he's so hot. What are you doing? Yeah, I I know. I I say the same thing about Trey Turner, but, you know, I, I am still able to be biased and say, or am biased and say he's still the greatest player of all time. Am I the um, only person that thinks <laughs> slides aren't that fantastic? His slides? Yeah, like you, you um, see videos of his smooth slide. Like they're they're just regular pop up slides. Like I don't, you watch it every I, every day. I don't think that they need to be like as broadcasted as everyone do, makes it out to be, but I still like some of his slides. Well, I will say in Trey Turner's defense is you're dealing with the American public nowadays. Yeah. So when he does one of those things and it's on like MLB network looped for like 50 fucking hours or whatever. Yeah. Right. People are like, have you ever, se- but have you ever seen him slide though? His slide, I- his slide. No, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he and he's adorable, so we yeah. have that too. You know what I mean. The only slide like, trade Turner that Logan cares about is a slide right into his DMs. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. that's only half true. 
Hey, take take the DMs instead of something else, man. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Uh, But back to my upsetness with the Cardinals. Oh, wait. Hold on one second. One more thing on Trey Turner. Uh, His last sliding catch that he made, I love that he was sliding because he was expecting the catcher to call him off. I think it was Will Smith. And he's as he's sliding, he's looking at the uh, at the catcher, and he's like, "Really, you couldn't get this?" And he had to run like halfway into the foul ball territory. I don't know why I was playing so uh, so far in, but it was so funny to me. Um, okay, now you can go back to jo- uh, Josh. So um, <laughs> I wish I wish we would have gotten another bat to come off the bench, uh, and I wish we would have gotten a relief pitcher of substance. Now I'm assuming with the two pitchers we picked up, that's going to move Pallante back into the pen and help solidify the bullpen. But I don't know. I really wanted to go after Sean Murphy. I would have been fine. I didn't want to go after Montox. He was going to be too expensive. I thought Blackburn would have been a good pickup. I really wanted Noah Syndergaard to come over to our team and play for us. So I was a little jealous when I heard the Phillies got him. I'm just <clears> – <throat> This trade deadline was no better for the Cardinals than last year. Uh, and last year was a bunch of retreads. I mean, maybe Quintana turns out to something with a better team behind him. So I could be all wrong here. He's got a 320 FIP, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. So like I said, he, he could do better with us. Um, my question, like I don't know enough about the contract, so I don't know if he's a rental or if we have time with him, if he's on the, if he's on a contract. Um, I also – I know the uh, guy we got from the New York Yankees – we got a couple years from him, I believe, or a year, another year after this one. Yeah. So I'm just overall disappointed in the Cardinals. I feel like I'm in the same spot as Boston Tom over there where nothing really went right, nothing to improve the team to make immediate um, success uh, and momentum gain. Now the gr- good thing for the Cardinals is they're playing the Cubs this week. Yachty's back. And they just threw that. somebody out today too. Yeah, strike him out, throw him out to start the game in the bottom of the first. It was beautiful. It was he gunned him down. He had him beat by two steps. Uh, he still doesn't hit nothing today. <clears throat> but I, I don't like. Ran it into a double play. The most consistent he's ever done is he always. You can always guarantee he grounds into a double play. Um, you know who on the first pitch, plays more than Yachty? Albert. Huh? Oh. You know who grounds on double plays more than Yachty? Albert. To answer your question, Josh, Quintana's contract expires at the end of this season. He's a rental. Yeah, but he's only being paid $2 million, so. Yeah, I think they owe like $700,000 left on his contract or something like that. So it's That's a good deal, Ben. I mean, I can't get mad about it. Now let's see if he does something the next two months, and, you know, maybe he's re-signable after the end of the season. But in Uh, all seriousness, if – go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish, Finish what you're saying. I was just going to say that if the Cardinals don't make dramatic moves at the beginning of the offseason, um, as soon as free agency hits, um, I'm going to start a petition for Mo to be gone and Gersh to be gone. Uh, and I'm going to try to have everybody in St. Louis and the state of Missouri and all the fans in the surrounding states sign it. And, and maybe DeWitt will get a real GM in there. Well, my, I mean, if you look at the landscape of the whole trade deadline, I would say that the Cardinals actually did okay for themselves in terms of staying in the wild card hunt, simply for the fact that, that there were a lot of losers in this trade deadline. There were a lot of like partial selling teams that didn't commit all the way to it, i.e. the Red Sox. Um, the Giants are another one. They kind of sold off some smaller pieces but didn't get rid of the real value. 
And I think, you know, when you, when you look at stuff like the teams like that, I think they hurt themselves enough that the teams that did anything for themselves are probably in a better shape. So I, I wouldn't say that the Cardinals are, you know, all, all hope is lost type deal, but, um, I think that they did enough for themselves that they could at least stay in the wild card race. Um, just even adding the two arms. I don't think Jordan Montgomery is somebody to be slept on either. Truthfully, I've always thought Jordan Montgomery has been a decent pitcher. I just think he'd do better outside of that huge market in New York. Yeah. And I hope you're right. I mean, for my team and my fandom, which my fandom will never go away. I hope the information you're giving me is good and solid. And I trust that coming from you, you believe it is. I always hope it translates into the yeah, game. I mean, ultimately, you can make all the moves on paper you want, but if it doesn't translate on the field, um, I, that matter. being said, I think if the Cardinals miss the playoffs, there will be one drastic move. Nolan Arenado is going to say bye bye. Yeah. Yep. And that was my other um, big concern. They didn't go make the big splash to show Arenado that they're committed. So, I mean, unless they're planning on bringing Jordan Walker up to start playing third base next year, they'll probably just know, move Gorman back to third. They'll probably just move Gorman back to third. It's it's his spot. Yeah. And I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's worth what he's everybody hypes him up as. You know, uh, I, he's I a like good Gorman's, player, but I like Gorman's bat, but he looks so <laughs> odd playing second base. He he looks so <laughs> but he's played so much better than anybody anticipated playing second base. He's only oh, yeah, he's, played, he's, he's played good, but like especially in the beginning of the year when he first started there, like he, he looked like a dog that just came out of the womb. Like, he just looked like he had no idea how to walk. It, it, he just right. looked weird. Like, field and ground, anything about him looked weird. But, yeah, I think, you know, I think Gorman's bat will come around eventually. But I, I like Nolan Gorman personally. Him and Matthew Libertor really had, like, I was hyped for them to see major league time this year. Yeah. Um, we are joined with Adam from Sports Talking with – uh, or sports talking it. Uh, how are you doing, Adam? How is Top oh, we're Golf? We're doing good. We're at Top Golf, hitting some balls, you know, living life. Um, have you have you had uh, have you had to go to the bathroom with your date yet? No, that's fucking gay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I don't have headphones on, so obviously I have to hold the phone close to my ear. Um, what are the trade? Uh, Trades that shocked you today, or that you like? The Aaron uh, Hosmar refusing to go to the Nationals is pretty funny to me. <laughs> that one, that yeah. one, that one kind of shocked me. Uh, Syndergaard to the Phillies—that was that was a better trade. I thought I didn't hear much details on it, but I thought Philly picked up a good pitcher if he can come back alive. Um, He's got a three three eight ERA this year. I'd say that's doing pretty good for a guy we're expecting to eat five or six innings to start. Right, but you know he's you know hopefully he swings it around and does a lot better. Um, the Angels are a tough team to be a be on as a pitcher. Um, I mean the Angels just have no luck with pitchers at all. So except for Shohei Otani. Except for that guy. That guy's just phenomenal. I mean, well, even then, he got hurt his first year. Missed, like, all his starts from the mound pretty much. Right. But I, I, I said this name to Logan earlier, C.J. Wilson. Oh, yeah. I remember him. So, Contreras that- didn't go anywhere, right? No. no. That, that, Contreras that kind of happened in Chicago. 
it's that kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I've never uh, been to Top Golf. Top Golf, guys, it's pretty fun. Have you ever, guys, ever been there? Yeah, twice. I've Is been there, dance? but I uh, I never actually golfed. I just got drunk. So <laughs> that's all you're good, at, Logan. That, that happens to me everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, why go to Top Golf and do that when I can go to my kitchen and do that? Like I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, but you know, you know, you can't play live Tiger Woods in in your living room all the time. See, that's where you're wrong. You can do anything you put your mind to. Especially when you're drunk enough, right? <laughs> I, I, can, I, can, I can stimulate my brain if I had enough fears in me. Right? Um, I so, thought the Padres made out the best. I'm not, you know, I'm sure everyone thinks the Padres made out the best. Yeah. I mean, they got... Or getting, getting, they got Three great players, three of some of the best players at their positions um, this year. So yeah, they they went for the top tier stuff. They didn't go for mediocre guys like. You know, no, they they're going for broke, and you know, hopefully it brings them a championship. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for them. I'm still going to root for Juan Soto. Not today, but tomorrow I will. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't beat that. I mean. What the Padres did today is should be talked about at least for until next year. I it's mean, an unprecedented trade line, just be, a trade deadline, just because like you've never seen a move like that before. Yeah, it's a big one. Right. Like I'm sure you guys talked about the. I mean, they signed Musgrove to a hundred hundred million dollar deal right before all. Yeah, he got twenty million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. So I mean, I mean obviously that's... the Padres are coming up with money out of their ass somewhere. I mean, they're gonna they're, they're gonna it. have to they're gonna have to move off Will Myers in the offseason for sure. Um, I, and, and you know, I thought I sat there and thought about it. And for a team that's trying so hard to get under the luxury cap, like, what are they? It would not shock me in the slightest if they told Manny Machado, "Pack your bags, you're out of here." If they want to re-sign Juan Soto, like when his time comes, they got to tell Machado to take a hike. Well, was right. he in the arbitration year this year? Yeah, he's got two more arbitration years, but think about all the players taking the money off the payroll. Musgrove's five years start next year. Fernando Tatis' contract starts next year. Machado's got, I think, seven or eight more years. Um, Will Myers has, you know, multiple years left on his overly egregious deal. So I think if you had to pick one between Tatis, Soto, and Machado, which one do you have to pick up? Um, So, I mean, this is World Series or bust for this team. At least yeah. the next two years. Look, you know, I, I I know it's a lot, but you know, and everybody's saying that you know the three guys Soto, Tatis, and Machado are going to earn them a billion dollars uh, all together. But I mean, if you break it down, Soto's going to ask for thirty six million. Uh, uh, what's his name? Machado is getting thirty, and I believe what was Tatis getting, getting twenty four. So, I mean, if you look at it, yeah, they're making a lot of money per year. But, I mean, the Padres, all those California teams are making a lot of money, except for the uh, athletics. Um, Which should be But, I mean, like, I mean, so, like the Angels, they paid for Albert Pools and C.J. Wilson because of their TV deals. And so, and I think the... Padres have TV deals just like that too, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, 
Uh, now, I, I, I think know, they. I think they'd be able to. I know you, Darvish, contract expires not this offseason, but next. So he'd be coming off the books right before they'd have to sign uh, Soto too. I'm not sure about Snell though. Snell. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Snell. I think they would be okay with getting rid of Snell. I think at that point they'd be good with getting rid of whoever they had to get rid of to, to make yeah. sure that, you know, I think Musgrove has pitched fantastic since he's been there. He's definitely solidified himself as a nice two or three guy in the rotation. I, I, I need to see more out of him to make sure call him an ace, but I think, you know, they, they would just need one more pitcher, really. Yeah. Well, remember, Musgrove was the ace in Pittsburgh. I could be the ace in Pittsburgh, man. Well, I, I understand that. I, I believe me, I, I get it. <laughs> I, mean, we're, I will we're, say we're, this we're, of the the Will Myers stuff, right? Because that popped up earlier today too with the Hosmer thing, and it was like, "Well, you have to might have, you might have to take on Myers too." I'm like, we heard that like two years ago, and no one's ever bit on taking on Myers. So the Machado thing. Honestly, Ryan, I thought that when when they took on Soto, that was the first guy I thought of. Was like, so you're gonna pay Machado three hundred mil. You're gonna pay Tatis three hundred mil. You're gonna pay Soto whatever. I don't even know what the number is gonna be on that. Machado is the first guy I thought of. So if that's the case, where they're like. All right, we got to cut bait with Manny Machado. Hundred bucks to hit him. I mean, we know like the the obvious. You know, the Yankees will be in on him. The Dodgers will probably be in on him. They'll put him in a position that he's not playing right now. Who else though? Who else besides like? And then we know it's not the Red Sox. So the Cardinals, if they besides, don't uh, keep Arenado. That's what I was just about to say. That would open okay. the door for the Cardinals to give Machado. So okay, so if they don't, if they, I don't right. like that, but I think the Cardinals. Right, so if, if the Cardinals, if the Cardinals lose Machado, they simply replace him. I mean, I'm sorry, with Arenado, they replace him with Machado. I mean, theoretically, but I think they're going to keep Machado. If anything, honestly, I would think that they would get rid of Tatis. I would think they would get rid of really? Tatis before. Uh, That's Machado. a good job, right? Just because uh, Machado is, you know, Tatis is good, but he's a very big liability, I think. Um, I think he, defensively he's a liability. I think he gets way too uh, easily injured. And I think it's going to be a bust in a couple of years. So they in might be good because I just looked it up. You Darvish and Blake Snell both come off the books after 23, so they're clearing up a lot of space on the pitching front. But then that asks the question: Is who the hell is going to pitch for the Padres after 2023? Yeah. <laughs> yes, everyone's aiming for him. Sorry, the ball cart guy is right dead smack in the middle right now. Everyone's aiming for him. Yeah, it's like an unwritten rule of top golf: you have to hit right? the, the ball guy, yeah, right? It's the exact opposite thing of a real golf course. That was not even close. Yeah, you're alive right now. Like, you're alive. <laughs> I can't believe this guy. Maybe the Padres will just trade for like some of the Pirates guys. 
And then, and then everybody the seems to be doing that. that. The was brought up earlier. Like, if, if, you know, obviously they've opened up their window for the next two years because of the contracts and the players that they have on them. They could easily turn around and just deal Juan Soto back for contracts should it not work out or they they win a World Series because he's got team control through 24. So if they're like, yeah, the other guys are the books in 23 like, I can't, and it's like they suck, they're just going to turn around and deal Soto again. Like Juan Soto could potentially be like the most expensive two-year rental in history. Yeah, ever. Sorry, guys. Well, oh, no, I mean sorry, the Padres. I, they, I couldn't hear anything. What's up? They. I just. I, the, I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. The Padres. They need to get. They need to get on the Soto contract if they plan on extending him. Because honestly, if I mean, in two it, years, his contract is going to go up. He's going this to year's the year to do 40, it. The year that he's having the down year is the year to do it. Forty-five to fifty million in two years. So yeah, uh, I think they need to go up. Oh look, Gina's in. They could. You know, they Gina, could even just use, need to come in. Into they the could chat. even use Tatis's contract as ammo. Like, hey man, we're only paying this guy twenty-four million dollars a year, and he's doing a hell of a lot better than you were at this point in time. Yeah. 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 It was. Um, Sorry guys, it's really loud here. Trying to listen and talk, and I understand I'm need probably muted and shit. Um, oh, but I really just feel the Padres won the day. I, I don't oh, think yeah. the Cardinals did bad either, getting runs on down. And um, who else did Two they get? Former Pirates, I think, right? Jordan Montgomery was a pirate, right? Jesus Christ, they got Quintel. What was that? Right, they got Quintel and Rondon. Quintana and uh, and uh, Rondon, Jordan Montgomery. So it wasn't like it was terrible. I know you didn't get Soto, and that's a big disappointment. But we still picked up more pitching that you needed. I'd say it's better than Jay Happ and John Lester. (laughs) But um. Hey, I just want to stop in and say hi, guys, and I'm going to get off here because I know it's really loud here, and um, I know it's not the best quality, but I just want to stop in and say hi, and everyone, I'm going to get off here, and I'm going to, I'm going to go hit some golf balls at the golf cart, guys. Nice. Yeah. Make sure your date buys you a whole bunch of beers. <laughs> uh, we're drinking Jack tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, Jack. oh wow. <laughs> Is that but. foreshadowing? <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys I'll all see have you a good later. night, and I'll talk to you later. All right, later. Later. All right, later. Oh, my. Wow. Okay, then. That was uh, fun. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank God uh, that Adam showed up when he did. Um, but, anyways, uh, so, you want to talk about the Yankees for a little bit? I mean, they uh, they kind of had a big trade deadline, also. Yeah. Um, underrated. They got Montas, Benintendi, Lou Trevino, Scott Efres, who's going to be a free agent in twenty twenty eight. Um, that's. I mean, so they're they're keeping them for a while, and uh, Harrison Bader. Um, they kind of. It was kind of like a weird thing because I was looking at Yankees Twitter today after uh, we went live. 
And uh, they were basically saying, you know, you took two steps forward and one step back with um, trading for Montes and then getting rid of Jordan Montgomery um, when they needed starting pitching. So um, uh, to me, I think that they were really close with Pablo Lopez um, and they wanted to get rid of, uh, they wanted to get rid of Montgomery um, and they wanted to get something back and then it just fell through at the last minute. So that's my thought process on it. But um, do you guys have any thoughts on it? You know, if Derek Jeter was still in charge of the Marlins, they'd have gave Pablo to the Yankees for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. I feel like they thought they were a lot closer to Pablo Lopez than they actually were, and they they made the move anticipating, and it didn't work out. I mean, all in all, if we're talking Frankie Montez over Jordan Montgomery, I'd take Montez. I know that he has a couple oh, yeah. years. Of, you know, he still has a couple years of team control, too. He's pretty young, but – um. The A's, once again, man, just breeding prospects for the Yankees to take them. Seems Taking like they've been doing heart. that for years. That's what yeah, they right? do. That's yeah. what they do. Um, Tom, do you have any thoughts on the Yankees getting all these guys? Um, I mean, I think the Montes one was – that's a nice pickup, man. You know, yeah. um, but at the same time, it's like we are so far away from the Yankees that it's just almost like – you know, who cares? It's get overkill. Who, get whoever the fuck you want at this point. We're not going to catch you. We're lucky to get in the wild card at all. So, um, yeah, they made some good moves to make their team better, in my opinion. Um, will they advance in the playoffs? Who knows? We've seen them when they have uh, made some pretty sick moves and never done anything in the playoffs and get bounced when they're the favorites going in. So, uh, I mean, at this point, all I want to see them is to get bounced, I guess. I mean, they had they had a good trade deadline. I think they probably had a better trade, de- trade deadline than, you know, the Red Sox did. You know, at least they got legit stopping pitching, and, which we didn't. Um, so I don't really have a ton of feelings. I will laugh that the Dodgers traded for Joey Gallo, though. That's because, because, like, why? because honest to God, my fear was that the Sox would trade for Joey Gallo because he's like every other fucking guy on this team right now. Yeah. Same exact, same exact type of player, you know, can't hit a lick. We've been through this last few times we've talked. Yeah. That type of player drives me. Out of my mind. Like, I can't yeah. understand it. So, the fact that they got, I, I guess, and again, you tell me what kind of prospect got sent back in return. I only see the parentheses next to the trade on the on the, on the the ticker. Um, he was someone's high teens, maybe. That guy sucks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the fact that they were able to unload him. And got, I guess, someone who could be, maybe, I think maybe a pitcher, I think they might have got back, like Beekman or Beatman or something to that effect. Uh, I think then the Yankees won that one too. The fact that someone would take Gallo in a trade, like you'd give up someone off your 
you know, out of your organization. Yeah. You give up a retired player pretty much. Like I, it's almost like why trade? They, they're gonna designate yeah. him eventually, aren't they? Uh, we just wait. But if they waited, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think I think with Aaron Hicks still being out, if I'm not mistaken, Joey Gallo wasn't gonna get DFA'd. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's okay. But yeah. would you trade for him? Uh, so here, here's how I kind of rationalize this if I'm the Dodgers, right? So Joey Gallo obviously has a ton of upside to him. He, he has fantastic power. He's a great athlete, so he can play solid defense. They essentially got, you know, Cody Bellinger, but for free. Like, yeah. if, if, if he sucks, who cares? He, he, he's a free agent at the end of the year, so you pay him, I think it's $3.6 million, which to the Dodgers is chump change. Right. So, and, and say he does just want to leave New York. He turns around, he hits 240 and hits, uh, you know, 15 home runs over the next two months of the year. Congratulations. You just gave up a prospect that nobody's ever going to see play in the majors for a guy that probably just kept the pod, like kept the Padres off your back long enough, you know? So I feel like that the risk to reward in this trade, if I'm the Dodgers, you know, is it was definitely kind of worth taking. Now, if, if Gallo had some kind of extended contract past this season, that'd be a little bit of a different oh, story. Yeah. But he was, in fact, only on a one-year deal. 240 sounds steep, though. Don't you think? I'd say about 230. 230 is realistic. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a career 225 hitter. I just don't yeah. – I don't – I just – I don't get those – I don't get that type of player. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean – I think he's awful. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, they unloaded them this year. and they got someone back. So Joey Gallo is Adam Dunn on steroids, but like, but maybe yeah, literally, man, like those guys, I just can't do it. Those type of players. I just can't do it. You know? Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that the Dodgers went after him. Um, but I like, thought- I think like Ryan said, maybe it was just because maybe like the Padres just going to load their bench with some other well, stuff. That can- I mean, who, who yeah. else, you know, even think about like a team like the Phillies that needed center field help. Like, is it worth taking on $3.6 million for a guy that probably isn't going to turn? Is it worth the risk for the Phillies to do it? No. But, no, but yeah. to the Dodgers, it doesn't matter just yeah, because the money to the is Do- – just- the Dodgers, it's like all ri- – it's all reward, yeah. no risk. Like the only yeah. risk that you have from the Dodgers' standpoint is you lost out on $3 million, which whoop-de-doo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But their center which field production sucks, and the rest of the lineup can make up for it, whereas like the Phillies, their center field production sucks, but we kind of need somebody that's going to produce. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I mean – We got Tommy Pham, so, you know. You guys have fun with Tommy Pham. I've, I've had my time with him. I don't. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. Know, that's another. That's another that I didn't mention that earlier. I don't understand that thing at all. Honestly, I, I, yeah. I, this year in particular, it's been a lot of teams that are just like buyers like, and sellers, like the like Red Sox. Fill, fill me in on the why you would get Tommy Pham, now, like yeah. now. Like whatever, I don't like. I don't. I'm not a fan of him either. But it's like you needed. I, I mean, the last thing the Red Sox need is more platoon people. Yeah, and that's what this guy is. Again, I need everyday players, and they don't want to do that anymore. They want to platoon yeah. as many fucking positions as you possibly can, and it drives yeah. me insane. So. 
Tommy Pham, great debut tonight. Scored a run and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. I don't get I, mean, the, I don't get the I don't get the get of Tommy yeah. Pham is all. It's kind He's of it kind of feels like this for a short period of time. It, I yeah. just I don't get it. It kind of feels like the same as uh the Cardinals last year when they got John Lester and Jay Happ. Um just something to keep the position warm for a while and just, you know, hold you over till the end of the season. And then, which the Cardinals got super lucky last season that, you know, the team kind of came together and the Padres fell, fell apart and they ended up going to the playoffs and then getting their asses handed to them. Um, but they were, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, that's what it kind of felt like for me. The Tommy fam, don't even look at like, like yeah. that, Josh. You, uh, that's what it kind of felt like with the Tommy Fam trade. It felt odd, is all. Yeah, man. the whole day felt it's, odd. Yeah, it, it was. It was a lot of, a lot of. There, like I said, there was a lot of losers. It was a lot of minor selling from teams that probably should have just gave up. And the, outside of the Padres, like, and the Twins, the Twins bought like hell. I mean, were there re- really any other like true buyers? Not really. Yeah, like, I, like the, the, the Yankees gave and take. Uh, it, it, it was just a weird deadline, you know. It was like almost like like I said earlier, I got to check the free agency list coming up in the off season because it was almost like anybody's too afraid to make a move. Yeah, could I this feel be like a if we had the free the agency list, playoffs? what's up? Could this be the the uh, an effect of the extended playoffs where we actually have so many teams I, I, who think they want to be I, in? I think it is. I think, you know, a lot of teams are probably sitting around like, why should I give up prospects? You know, even the Giants who are, you know, why should we be full sellers? We're only three games out. You know, we we can offload some guys and get some prospects back and still keep the quarter go. I think the expanded playoffs have drastically changed, you know, the way that teams are going to view the deadline just because there's going to be that many more teams that think they're in contention now. Yeah. So everyone's still like, so you still say there's a chance. Yeah, right. Basically, uh, this is why I didn't like the expanded playoffs. No, they they should have stuck. With, they should have stuck with six teams in each league. Yeah, I agree. It just waters it down. That's all it does. It Honestly, I would just love it if they went back to four, like five teams in each league. <laughs> yeah, the baseball I, yeah. playoffs were the best because they were the hardest to make. Yeah, yeah. right. Just don't Not get to hot. Don't get. It, don't let it be like the NHL where half. Yeah. All right. Well, see, the NHL playoffs are entirely different because the number one seed right. hasn't won the cup in like ten years. The NHL playoffs are just ridiculous. Like, if you can just bet on an upset, there's always yeah. going to be just like an insane amount of upsets. Yeah. With the exception of this year, there. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, everybody, everybody had Colorado peg, but they weren't the best team in the league, or they didn't finish with the Presidents Cup trophy. But that's a that's a whole different curse with a whole different story. But, I mean, everybody knew that if Colorado got out of the West and made it to the Cup Final, they were going to destroy whoever they played in the East. I mean, I don't know how many people I saw that when the Blues-Avalanche series came up, they said the winner of this game is going to win the Stanley Cup. I saw that everywhere, not just from our network or on our show, but I saw it multiple other places. But nobody thought that the Blues could get past Colorado. But if they did, they knew nobody else in the West was going to run with the Blues. I'll tell you what, the Blues wouldn't have 
the Blues probably would have got swept by Tampa. I think Tampa was no. is head over head over shoulders better than the Blues. But I mean, it, I, I think this was Colorado's year. I think the writing was on the wall for Tampa. You know, two years in a row already. It's like, all right, enough's enough. And Vasilevsky really just wasn't on his game pretty much all season. Like he didn't look like himself, especially in the latter half and through the playoffs. So, and then Colorado took full advantage of that. I know this is supposed to be an MLB trade deadline show, but uh, we we do BSing. Yeah, we do BSing sports. This is exactly what we do. We just jump from topic to topic and let the show tell. It's not a seventh inning. It's not a seventh inning stretch until Josh decides to start turning it into a hockey podcast. So so. real quick, because Ryan, I don't know you as well. Actually, in this defense, I brought up hockey just based on the playoff format Uh, of the NHL. Well, no, see, you would do that, but Josh likes to take that and then go down the road for a little bit. uh, I'm I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. So are you a Flyers fan? I don't know what you're doing, but I said. Yeah. Yeah, which means actually, no, low, which no. means low key, I'm a I'm a Blues fan too because you take all our tracks and turn it into treasure. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, Craig we love Murray, Murray, uh, Braden here, so. Shen. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, good yeah, job, uh, right Yankees. Just want to make sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. link up, Josh. <laughs> Absolutely, sir. Um, but the Astros, the Astros had a sneaky, uh, sneaky trade deadline also. They went and got Trey uh, Mancini, uh, Christian Vasquez, and Will Smith. They dumped Jake Odorizzi uh, to the uh, Braves. So, I mean, it's a. It, I think it was a good turnaround for them. I did not think that they would be able to get as much as they did um, at the deadline, but uh, they did, and now they're even more of a contender uh, or a bigger threat than they were before. Um, Are they really, though? Yeah, I can't wait for Jake Odorizzi to go to the Braves and go like seven and one with like yeah. a one ERA and just absolutely destroy everybody because now he plays for the Braves. Like twins. Yeah, like he was with the twins. Yeah. Um, well, Logan also yeah. told me three days ago Odorizzi was going to end up in St. Louis. No, I didn't. I don't remember yes, that. Yes, you did. You messed oh, with me. Yeah. I think I think I was saying that the Cardinals are going to be like getting Rich Hill and Jake Odorizzi instead of getting Juan Soto, Carlos Rodon, or Frankie Montes. That's just how they are. Is they're going to get two sucky pitchers and act like it's like the biggest uh, trade deadline they've ever had. Um, do you? How do you guys hey, Tom, rate the Astros? Speaking Houston right now. Huh? Speaking What's of that? the Astros, Boston is up on Houston right now in the bottom of the eighth. Oh yeah, I know. I got it on right there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I stopped. Uh, watching, I stopped watching the Phillies when we went down eight to one. Yeah. I, dude, I sat through that game a few weeks ago when they. Dude, got, that was embarrassing. I felt so bad for you. And, oh, and I was, I am, but I was on with you guys, and yeah, I you know you saw. We and, were in the middle of a show, and he's watching this game. And he's yeah, yeah. Just online. I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe what I was watching. It, yeah, I'm pretty was, sure it was pretty sure it was NFL preseason actually 28 to five. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. It was yeah. It was a safety involved or something. I don't know what the hell happened, but Jeez. but no. Yeah, the funny was... thing is, is where this is how this is how this is how it works around here. Okay, we get wicked pissed about stuff, and then we say they have no fucking shot and whatever. And they got they're in the process of maybe, which I'm maybe winning two in a row against Houston, where 
no one gave him a shot to win a game against Houston. Again, maybe. Because I don't have any faith in what the bullpen brings. So if they do win back-to-back against Houston, because they gained a half game last night, and because the rest of the league is so poor that you can actually stick around, you know, and be it with Plawecki or whoever the other kid is again, the, the diddler there, whatever his name was, the kid from Toronto or Chicago or whatever it was, them trying to captain a pitching staff without Vasquez will be something else if they can actually pull that off. Because Vasquez at least was very good in the role that he had here. So I kind of I, I kind of wish they didn't trade him. Um, just and he was another kid that was drafted, you know, signed as a young kid and came through the system. So um, if they're gonna plug and play with people and still win games, I will be shocked. Absolutely shocked. But at the same time, I will not be shocked if they do beat the Astros. And then they lose to whatever godforsaken suckbag team they're going to be playing coming up. You know, yeah. The, the Orioles, yeah. Well, the Orioles are a good team, so yeah. I like the Orioles. They're this, underrated. The Orioles would stop selling off guys as soon as they become good. They'd actually build a decent team. I mean, they they <laughs> traded this. They traded the closer. Yeah, for four yeah. more prospects. Like, dude, just hold on to them. You're like two years yeah. away from being a pretty decent squad. Yeah. yeah. But that that's was they've been like that for a long time. It's like I think teams like the Orioles and, and how the Rays used to be and how the Pirates are, they suck every year. And they have high draft positions and they draft these kids and they d- develop them and they have fantastic talent. And then they're like, all right, <laughs> you gotta go. You know? And it's I hate to see that. Like, I mean, I'm not all Boston all the time. It's like I like when I see kids come up and you know, 20 years old, and they're lighting it up, and they're like, You already know this kid is never gonna stick around in the franchise that he got brought up in, you know, and that that sucks, you know. Yeah, but like the Wanda Franco kid for Tampa, when they gave him that was like 180 mil or whatever. Yeah, That's 11 like, years, 182 million dollars. Yeah, and yeah. he's a he's a good player, like he's a good kid, he's fun to watch, he's a good player. I mean, when you're the number one prospect in baseball for three years in a row, I would try and get out ahead of that too. If I was a cheap franchise and be like, "All right, we're yeah, going to right. give you $17 million a year for but the they next have to. 11 years. <laughs> yeah, they have yeah. to. But now you see all these teams and it's like 10, 11, 13 years. It's like they already know that they're going to keep them around for, I don't know, depending, five-ish maybe. And then some other team – Usually the same teams, they're going to swoop in and snake this kid up, you know? And it's like, it's I, it's a it's business, and I understand that. And the Red Sox used to do that stuff 
which they do not right now. And that's disappointing because I would love Wanda Franco, believe me. Um, but it's it's like you kind of see them, like how just how the way the games progressed in that way, and it's just kind of like, man, the money's so outrageous that these teams can do it for a few years, or they backload the contract and they can be like, listen, we can't do eighteen million a year, but we can do nine and then at the end of it you're gonna make 21 to whatever by the yankees or the padres or the red sox or the dodgers or whatever else of cardinals or whoever else is gonna buy this talent up uh just as a fan watching baseball and growing up on it it's that's kind of disappointing to watch you know uh yeah i'm not the you know like i said i think i'm a lot older than you guys but it's just kind of like you used to find a talent like you find these kids coming in now, like even Devas, I'll say. And they're like, well, yeah, but is he worth it? And it's like, is he worth it? Jesus Christ, is he worth it? Yes, he's worth it. And you have all the money in the world to give it to him. So do me a favor. Give it to him. Yeah. You know? Give it to him. To answer your original question, Logan, we got way off topic here. Um, yeah, I do that all the time. Sorry. I, I'd give oh, I'd fine. give the Astros probably like a B to a B plus. Um, you know, Will Smith is a massive upgrade for them in the bullpen, and Trey Mancini is going to do what Yuli Gurriel obviously couldn't do this year, which is produce. Um, but losing Odorizzi from that rotation is going to hurt. You know, you're talking a guy that's pitching to the tune of a 375 ERA, which is nothing to bat an eye at. And starting pitching gets so critical down the stretch and into the playoffs. So I think I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. But ultimately, I, I, I still think that they added some pieces that they needed to. So, yeah. Um, Tom, do you have a grade for the Astros trade deadline acquisitions? I would say that I, I, I mean, uh, I mean, the Vasquez one I think is big. I mean, they already have a pretty solid catcher there, but I think Vasquez's um, professionalism and and talent with how he can handle a rotation is going to be pretty solid for them. And he's gonna, he's not going to hurt them through coming in the playoffs. So I, I think that that's a big. That's a nice move for them. It's not a crazy move. Like he's not a all-star, you know, superstar short um, catch or anything, but he's a solid pro. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people up here kind of appreciated him. The pitching staff up here appreciated how he handled the pitching staff. Um, yeah. You know, like Veritex and on the staff up here. So I think that that helped him a lot basically kind of go about your business and take care of, you know, your preparations and stuff. So I would say that I would take the, um, the Vasquez move by the Astros is one of maybe like a sneaky underrated move of the whole trade deadline by any team, because it's not going to cost them a ton of money, but the value that he brings to um, a pitching staff is probably it's probably pretty, pretty impressive, and it's uh, probably very underrated as far as the rest of the country would think about that. Yeah, um, Andy can hit on offense. I was, I was going to say because I think they wanted to get a catcher 
um, because Maldonado could not hit. Yeah, Vasquez is having a pretty decent – he's having a pretty – he's having one of his best offensive years, I would say, because he hasn't – he doesn't light it up. You know, um, I mean, honestly, I'd I'd have to guess. I don't know the stats off the top of my head. I don't – I mean, him and Hosmer's numbers are probably pretty close. You know, um, 280-ish, I would guess. Yeah. I don't know. 327 on base, uh, 759 OPS, and a 108 OPS plus. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, he doesn't go off bad average. Yeah, look at look at Plowecki and the other kid that they just got, and tell me how good Vasquez is that way because he's Babe Ruth to them too. So, yeah, Kevin Plowecki, man. Oh man, that poor guy. Um. So yeah, you lose the you lose him and you lose his intelligence behind the plate for what you have now, which is some minor league kid that's supposedly coming around that can hit, but he can't catch. And then you have Ploiecki, who actually threw a guy out earlier. I saw, which I was shocked, and um, this new kid that they got in the Deakman trade. So I think, I think Vasquez is a very underrated move uh, league wide in my opinion, but I'm biased because, you know, he was on this team and now he's not. Um, Pilecki has uh 175 batting average, 270 on base, 518 OPS and a 45 OPS plus. That's, that sounds uh, about, that sounds about right. That sounds high. <laughs> To be honest with you, ah, it's uh, it's not good. It's not what you want to say. No, that's for sure. Um, Josh, what do you rate the uh, Astros trade deadline? Eh, I'd give them a solid B. I mean, I'm not overly impressed. I'm not super disappointed. Um, they looks like they filled a couple of their quote unquote needs, made some kind of improvement upon what they had going on. I still don't think they're a World Series contender this year in the uh, AL. Um, I still think the Yankees are easily the favorite. I don't know. Houston just doesn't impress me here nor there. They're still going to be hard to get out. They're not going to be an easy out of the playoffs. Um, they're going to get a home field advantage. So, I mean, they'll, they'll make a run. I, I think it's going to be Yankees and Strohs come the pennant, the pennant series. And I still think the Yankees will get them because I think the Yankees are just a better team overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the big stuff. Uh, let's uh, go around real quick and let's talk about like the biggest winners that we think. Um, and then we're going to, I would like to do like biggest winners of the sellers and the biggest winners of the buyers. I think there's, I'm a really clear, two clear winners. Um, and then the sneaky hot team, and then the losers, uh, the ones who just didn't do anything and needed to do stuff. Um, Ryan, let's start with you on the winners. Um, disregarding the Padres, because obviously um, I'm going to go with a seller right off the bat. Actually, I'll go with a buyer right off the bat. I think the Minnesota Twins are a big winner here. I think that yeah. they upgraded everywhere that they could without surrendering, you know, anything really valuable. I think that they understand that 
this division is going to be up for grabs every year and that really no team deserves to win it. So that they need to breed the, their own talent and at the same time, you know, take advantage of the fact that they are in first place in that division and that they could potentially get into the postseason. Because I agree with Josh, the Yankees are clearly the front runner to come out of the AL, but we've seen clear front runners come out of both leagues, not even make it out of the first round because you got to play the game. It's not done on paper. So you just got to get to the big dance. And I think the Twins un- understood the assignment here, and I think they did a fantastic job. And then for me as a seller, Washington. Yeah. Washington just heated, you know, they, they returned a, a, a potential ace in their staff. Uh, Kiebert Ruiz just made his debut, I think, earlier this year, maybe even as early as last week. I know I saw him in the lineup tonight. Um, they also returned C.J. Abrams, who is arguably already MLB ready. He was just blocked by Fernando Tatis. They, yeah. they, they acquired some good prospects. Uh, Tom? Who do you think? Well, I mean, like, like you know, Ryan just said, it's like, I mean, the Padres are the obvious. Um, yeah. I think a lot of, like, the Twins, okay. I think a lot of the other teams, I think the Yankees more than anyone, just because they legit got starting pitching, which I don't think a lot of teams really did. I mean, the Phillies yeah. got Syndergaard, but he's not, he's not. I'd say the Phillies are a winner at the deadline, too. Yeah, I think the Phillies did okay. Yeah. Um, the, the, as far as the sellers go, uh, the nationals to give up who they gave up is pretty, it's tough to beat, man. I mean, he's, yeah. he, you might've given up a hall of fame talent with Soto. So I, I, I'm not sure that when the kid turned down the 440, you should have kicked back and said, Hey, you know what? Unless you don't want to be here at all. They should have kicked that up. So losing Soto and then adding Bell, and you know, yeah, you get six six kids back and stuff. So you have that. That's um, a that that is another thing that you brought up a good point. Like it was very obvious Soto didn't want to be there. So why would you hold on to him? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I think that the the thing that kind of struck me is that you had to add Josh Bell to it. Yeah, I, I I think they were just selling high on Josh Bell. Realistically, Josh Bell is well performing, well outperforming his career averages and having a fantastic season. And there's no there's no long term proof or evidence that he's going to be able to sustain that wherever he went. So I think that they were more so just selling high on the fact that they weren't going to need him anyway. Yeah, which is fine because that's what you do around this time of year, except if you're other teams. So. Yeah. Um, Josh, but yeah, no, uh, I think that uh, the teams that looked like they did nothing um, did nothing for no reason. You know, I mean, you had a lot of teams that did mediocre, uh, middling, one for one kind of non major league baseball ready players for other non major league baseball ready players. And that's fine just to tell your fan base you did something. You know, so when you are the big, when you're the big guns that did what they did, then you're the big market teams that did what you did because you're going for it. And because the majority of the teams in Major League Baseball right now aren't even close to winning their World Series. So good for the Padres. Uh, Phillies were decent. (laughs) Nationals blew it. Yankees did decent. Other than that, everyone else to me, 
I mean, the socks look kind of disappointing just because I don't know what the hell direction they're going in. But other than that, I just don't really, I don't have a whole, I'm not really overwhelmed by the whole day besides the Soto move, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and that happened really early. It was a whole bunch yeah. of smaller moves. Josh, do you, uh, what do you, who do you think are the winners? I mean, I have to agree with, we all agree on the obvious consensus the Padres are the big winners. Um, they made all the big moves. They filled every hole they needed. Um, the Padres, obviously, the big winners out of all of us. So, um, again, I think Yankees won two. I think Minnesota's a winner too. Um, I think Washington could have gotten more for what they gave up. Um, yeah. I think Ryan hit on that with, you know, they were selling high on Bell outperforming his career numbers. I think you could have gotten what they got for just Soto alone, to be honest with you. But that's just, I mean, that was just hearing the trade talks that the Cardinals constantly had going on with them. Um, and we were willing to give up nearly that price point. I think we were at five players we were willing to give up for Soto alone. So I think when they threw yeah. Bell in, I think that was just to maybe get an extra prospect. But I think they could have gotten more especially with the way the Padres were pushing all in. So I, I don't want to say they're a winner on the seller's market, but they're definitely not a loser with what they got back. Um, I think, and this is one that maybe you guys aren't going to agree with me on, or maybe I, I'm being far or out there on this one, but I think the Cubs are a big loser. Oh, no, the Cubs. Yeah. The Cub, I had four big losers. The Cubs are at the top of the list. Yeah. Okay. So, because I think if the Cubs would have uh, departed with Contreras and Hap, they could have pulled a ton of prospects off of those yeah. two players alone. And I don't know why the Cubs didn't make that move unless that what they were hearing just wasn't exactly what they wanted. Um, so, well, it seems I mean, like I'm, they I'm not were just overvaluing them. But, yeah. And, and they might be. But we, we never even heard, or at least I never heard what they were even being offered. So not not to steer away from the the winner of the sellers, but I wanted to talk about a loser that we had, and and the Cubs were the big loser for me. I mean, I don't think Pittsburgh did very well uh, with their in their trade with St. Louis. Uh, I, I doubt uh, Oviedo is Oviedo, and the other guy they got, I don't know anything about him to be honest with you. So I think they could have gotten. Nunez more. has been like Nunez has been in the minor leagues for like eight years now. So he's not yeah, he's he's never really made a big appearance. So I think the Pittsburgh, I would say Pittsburgh's a loser just because they didn't get back probably what they should have gotten for Quintana. Yeah. Um, but that that's that's really my opinion. So I think a lot of it was just mediocre. It was it was just like Boston Tom said, you know, teams making moves just to say that they made a move, nothing to incrementally help their team or or make a big impact for down the road or in the playoff stretch. There, there are four yeah. glaring losers to me. The Diamondbacks are probably in fourth place. Um, they should have definitely offloaded Merrill Kelly, who has no business being on that team. Um, yeah. You know, he's 33 years old, sub three ERA in the NL West, where every ballpark is a launching pad. So he's obviously pitching fantastic. Um, what are the Diamondbacks going to do with a 33-year-old? Nothing. They should have moved him. The Giants – because they sold off a bunch of little pieces, probably took themselves out of the race, but refused to give up the two big ones. So they're losers. The Cubs are also losers. And then the Rockies, once again. 
Yeah. The, the, Rockies, the Rockies are cool. It's, it's the teams that <laughs> suck that need to offload their guys then and don't do it. That Right. You know, yeah. not that the Giants suck, but every other move that they made indicated that they were going to be out of, you know, the playoff race. Actually, I could say the same thing about Boston. I'll add Boston to the list. J.D. Martinez shouldn't be in a Red Sox uniform right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only I'll, the only reason I don't care that he's still in a Red Sox uniform is because they made the Hosmer move, which makes me think I can actually watch this fucking team for the next couple months. So, yeah. and, and like I said earlier, if you're going to keep them and let them walk, so be it. Because the returns that Bloom gets back in trades fucking suck. So, yeah. to me, get what you can out of him while he's here. If you want to try to sign him for a one-year thing, have at it. You have no fucking offense on this team whatsoever, especially if you don't bring Bogats back. I wouldn't mind J.D. Martinez for another year. If you were going to move him after they traded Vasquez, then I'd have been like, all right, now we know what you're doing. Yeah. But if you're not going to do that, if you brought pieces in like the Hosma move was because you improved first base because anyone would improve first base, I don't mind the Martinez sticking around. They didn't. T- they didn't pick a direction, and that's frustrating. But the fact that he's still here and Bogats is still here, I don't mind him not being moved. See what you get out of him the rest of the year. That's it. If you're gonna move him, move him. Fine. If not, fucking eat it, because you wouldn't have got yeah. shit for him anyway based on Bloom's returns. Yeah. Um. I, so for me, the winners, uh, I mean, obviously it's, uh, 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 Padres, I don't know sorry. sorry. No, no, it's not, it's not you. It's, uh, Josh just texted me. I, yeah, never mind. Uh, he sent me a weird thing. Um, but I think a very underrated winner, um, not that, that we haven't weird. really talked about, huh? Not that kind of weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like only a picture of his dick. Um, but anyways, oh, that's yeah, right. Could have put um, that in the private chat at least, man. Jesus. Yeah, right. She asked for the rest. Um, the Mariners, I mean, they went and got Luis Castillo. They went and got Matthew Boyd. They, and I mean, they got Jake Lamb and, uh, Kirk Casale. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm not sold on good. Boyd, but I really do like Castillo. It seems like whenever I looked at Boyd a couple uh, or at the beginning of the season, he was pretty good. I don't know how he has been lately, but um, I just feel like he's he's super hot and cold. Yeah. Um, The Cubs, I think, are losers. Um, Another team I think that are major losers are the White Sox. Um, They they were they're doing bad in a terrible division, and I don't know what they're what they're thinking right now. Um, it's stupid. Um, they should have gotten rid of Josh Harrison. They should have gotten uh, a couple other gotten rid of a couple other players. They could have gotten rid of Grandall, I think. Um, a brave. I mean, I think that would suck. 
yeah, Abreu, I mean, he you could get some value from him. But, I mean, the White Sox, I don't know what their plan is because, like I said earlier, they do not have any depth. All their players are injured, uh, it seems like, all the time, which is another thing that hurts them. And it just seems like they need to go and maybe not a full rebuild, but maybe just a little bit of a rebuild just to build up some of the farm system and get some good depth in. Um but it doesn't seem like they have – I don't know what uh, – they have Tony La Russa running the ship, and Tony La Russa has, like uh, – he's got something wrong with him at the moment, it seems like. Uh, he's checked out. Uh, but, yeah, those are my two – that's the biggest winner and loser for me. Um, is there anything for you guys uh, that you want to talk about before we exit? Go Phil's. Uh, can, I'll, can I bring up Here's one name that? Line. Can I bring up one name that no one talked about? Yeah, yeah. I just kind of remembered. Was the Whitmerfield to the for, to Toronto? Oh yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Uh, we talked about that earlier. Whitmerfield. Oh, like I'm sorry, I, I wasn't with you guys, but yeah, I thought no. that. But uh, he's like the ultimate utility player. I think he plays every position except pitcher and catcher, and. For the most part in his career, he's usually like a 285 hitter, and he he runs pretty well too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think really he's just been kind of uh, hurt from the. I mean, the Royals are just terrible, and I think that just brings him down too. So um, I'm glad that he got out. I think it's it. I think it may be a couple years too late. Yeah, um, I could be. I, I was just kind of intrigued by the move. I'm like, hey, yeah. yeah. He's pretty. He could be a solid. He could play anywhere. So, like, whatever. I think the Royals, yeah. you know, a- after they blew up the team after they won the World Series, you know, they kind of realized what direction that division was headed, and they were like, "Oh, we can compete again." And instead of you know taking their time to do a complete rebuild, they kind of performed a shortcut, and it didn't seem to work out too well for them. So, yeah. And then there's the ridiculous COVID crap with him playing in Toronto. So that was kind of weird that they traded for him. So. Well, it's funny, like uh, Ben Intendi and, uh, I mean, obviously Whit Merrifield, they were both on the Blue Jays' radars yeah. uh, at the trade deadline, and um, they they didn't – I mean, they seem to be okay with getting the vaccine now, so I guess they just didn't care to get it with the um, – uh, uh, The Royals? Yeah, the yeah I didn't get to. They, do it with the they weren't going to get Sorry. it until it was going to affect their money. Yeah, well, well I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did, I, I did not try to bring that up on purpose. I just thought the no, kid no. went there, and I'm like, well, you know that they, they need help. You know, utility help. The kid's pretty yeah. solid. He can play anywhere. That's all I meant. I thought it yeah. was odd that they. MLB was like, well, why would Toronto go get him when he has the COVID shit? So yeah. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I just thought he's kind of a – he could be a pretty solid utility guy, like like Ryan was saying. He can play anywhere. So yeah, that's going to be interesting to see, though. I mean – When you know, your wallet he, gets hit more than six games out of the year, you'll probably go get the shot. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's the th- thing that happened with Trevor Story. I mean, he, he they paid him what – Two million dollars to get the vaccine. So, oh, I don't know. I don't like to talk about that. I don't know. Oh, if yeah. you, I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> Jason Romano's comment before the Phillies went to Toronto. 
He was, was like, it? Yeah, I'm not, he was like, yeah, I'm not getting vaccinated. You can't make me $260,000 isn't worth the shot anyway. And he sat out both games. Dang. Anyways, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I, like, I just want to bring that up because I'm like, yeah. he's, Blue Jays are going to be a contending team. So I thought that maybe and that they, was a, a signing that they, I didn't talk, we didn't talk about. They've been good since they uh, traded away or fired uh, Montoya. Mon- yeah. Montero? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Freddie Montoya, whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, he's no, yeah. no Cito Gaston, you know what I mean? That's what they've missed. That's, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> well, I think that's about it for tonight. Um, Ryan, uh, Tom, thanks for coming on. Tom, uh, do you want to plug your Corner Booth uh, podcast real quick? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, at Tom Quincy on Twitter, at Cornerboot617 on Twitter, uh, a lot of Boston-based sports, obviously. So, um, you know, I appreciate you guys inviting me on to hang out with you. Um, yeah. I enjoy, I, I enjoy, I, I know I, I run my mouth, but oh. I enjoy, I, I enjoy hanging out with the baseball talk for sure. I'm honestly a little bit disappointed that you didn't go off on a total tangent. I thought I thought you were going to be boiling today. Uh, I thought Christian Vasquez getting traded and JD not, uh, but yeah, you handled yourself well. Yeah, um, I, have, I have my moments. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan, uh, where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, my Twitter handle is at Ryan BSing Sports, um, and our YouTube channel, uh, Facebook page, uh, Bill's Twitter. We're on Twitch now. And we have a website, www.bsingsports.com. Come check us out anytime. Uh, ask me any questions. You know, I'm I'm uh, available pretty much all hours of the day. So, love yeah. it. Josh, do you have any words of wisdom before we go? Wisdom? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, no, fine. No. So I'm bad advice. <laughs> advice: Drink lots of beer. Enjoy sports for what they are. And don't take it too personally. Amen, yes. brother. I, I it guess works. so. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, I will see you guys later. And actually, we'll be on tomorrow for Cardinals Chronicles. We're going to go in-depth on the Jose Quintana, uh, the Stratton, and whoever that other guy is. Uh, Montgomery trade uh, saying goodbye to Harrison Bader. And it was such a tenure. Who am I going to hate now? Still yachty. Uh, anyways, somebody. yeah, right? <laughs> Live long and watch some damn baseball. There See you guys. Go. Peace.